Hello and welcome to Open All Ours. This is the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. There is only three of us tonight, but what a three. <laughs> what a three, I don't hear you say. Um, we are all original co-founders of the podcast. I have to my right the esteemed, my esteemed colleague, Paul Finney. All right. How's it going? How's the flower, flower market doing this week? You know they moved it. The flower market. Yeah. I, I meant when I said the flower market, I meant like as in the flower industry. Oh, what's okay. what's what's trending in flowers? <laughs> right, listen, mate. The van gets packed with stuff. I haven't told to drive. I drive. I get bollocks for getting lost, and that's what I do. For if me. I was to ask for your advice on what bunch of flowers to buy my good lady wife, what would you tell me? Anything from funky flowers and not from the crappy supermarkets that are rubbish. I mean, you've got loads. I mean, I, I couldn't pick up. We, we just stay away from carnations and things like that, though, because they're Noted. Not very nice. Noted. Uh, as well as Paul, we also have Chris Charles. Hello there. Um, uh, hello, Chris. And we also have had. We did have a, a, a someone. If I came to BT Sport, Chris, what, what station would you recommend to watch? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Well, all of them, mate, to be honest. They're all top draw. And who would you recommend to listen to as a commentator? Uh, well, there's, 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 there's Ian Dark and... Uh, yeah, there's, there's a few. Well, that went badly wrong for me, didn't it? Anyway, <laughs> there's the three of us. Thank you for the beers to Dominic Lawrence. Thank you very much. He Thank you, Dominic. Cheers, Dom. Many kind people that have gone on and helped and donated to the podcast and helped us It's a great name. That sounds like a footballer's name. Dominic Lawrence. Didn't he play on the wing for Leicester? That was Matt Lawrence. After he came out of prison. Who am I thinking <laughs> of? Who am I thinking? Jamie Lawrence. Jamie Lawrence. Oh, that was Norman Jamie Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Um, Who's Matt Lawrence then? What did he play for? I don't know who <laughs> you're thinking of. This career. is going really well so yeah. far. We actually do have a good show coming up. We have Clint Hill coming up. Absolute QPR Q- Q- legend. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. He's coming up, so we'll, we'll witter on for a few minutes and then we'll hand over the rest of the podcast to him. If you're new to listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter at QPR Pod. You can listen to all our old episodes at qprpod.co.uk. That's about it for now. Um, we have had, let's say, a surprising start to the season. So we did the pod last week having, um, oh my God, I've had a mind blank. Who was our home game against? The first game of the season, did That's it? right. You were there, think about I it. I was there, but I cannot... We it's... scored two, Reading. they scored... Reading, oh, Reading, Reading, Reading. I was going to say identity theft. Of course, oh, of course. You always we... ruin it, don't you? You always jump in Identity soon. theft would have been a good clue. And, and, and oh, but gobshade jumps in and ruins it all. We have the fantastic result against Reading. Uh, then we had the result theft. against Northampton. And we had Saturday. Now, it's very unusual for us not to have anybody who was there, yet that's the situation we find ourselves in. Uh, None of us managed to make it. I know, Paul, you tried your best to make it, but personal circumstances got in the way. Yeah. That said, what is your verdict on Saturday and so far and where we find ourselves? Well, thank you for asking me, David. (laughs) That is the nature of the podcast. Uh, and, um, yeah, this is going brilliant. I'll tell you, if anyone's still listening... Um, now, I think, I think I'm liking the new Jimmy Mackey rule. I'm liking this a lot. I'm liking the fact that he's, he's, he's back to his old self. He's, he's closing down. 
and scored a, a decent goal. People will still say, oh, he's this, he's that, he's not good enough, he's that, that. No, he is. At the moment, he is. And long way that continue. Um, and the defence, I mean, people are saying we made a mistake. Pfft. Last season, we made loads of mistakes. So we're getting there. We've only conceded the one goal to, um, to, to, to Wednesday. I don't think that's a bad start of the season at all. Wouldn't you, would we have taken that? I would have taken that. Bet your hands off. Like, yeah. or, 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 I know people say we should have we should have won it when your man on loan missed it. Um, Lua Lua. I know Loalawa missed a setter, but even so, we're creating the chances. That's good enough for me. Would you not take four points? Uh, yeah, I and mean, a cup win for God's sake. No, I mean there's no. I, I missed last week's, but there's no way I was expecting uh, to be here. Three games into the season, unbeaten in all competitions. Um, yeah, it's it, 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 it's quite an odd one, and, and maybe I was. Um, a bit guilty of um, judging the pre-season game too much, although I will stand by the fact that I think when we haven't got Smith in the team as the focal point, then midfield is our strength. And I think playing it through the midfield and you know keeping it on the deck as we have been doing a bit more is 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 definitely the way to go. And Scowcroft, it's great. It seems to be Bargain. like a, be like the missing link all of a sudden. Scowen. Oh, Scowen. No, before you ask for us to re-edit, stop, you do it again. You said Scowcroft. I did, didn't I? I did. Are we, we, we tip for you, Chris. I always yeah. say you're man. I was going to say, this, this little run of games, two things. First of all, this run of games, I don't remember looking at the fixture list and thinking, hang on, that is a tough start to the season. When you, you look back on it, maybe I did, but I'm just, I've been thinking about it the last couple of days. Really? Start with Reading, yeah. then Sheffield Wednesday, then Hull. That's three really tough league games. The first yeah. six games are tough, Whew. Yeah, to be fair. And to sort of be with four points. I mean, don't forget the, the easiest... Two, we've got to be happy with them. The easiest them games, people would say, would have been like the newly promoted teams, but Millwall want to come down and they want to turn us over because they hit Holloway. So mm. every game in this league means something. I mean... The, the, the other point is, are we in danger of also overblowing what we've done so totally. far? Totally. Newcastle not? lost the first two last year and then stormed the league. Yeah. Is it? Is it like, are we just taking advantage from well, like, like early season continue. instability? I go back to this time last season and I can remember, you know, we, start, we started like we a train last Cardiff. season. Yeah. And then we have Richard Langley on who sort of warned against complacency. Uh, and, and I remember saying, no, sod that, you know, I'm going to enjoy this. this. This is great. But then, sure enough, the wheels gradually started to come off. Um, um, so, no, I'm not... And I'm still sticking by the fact that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll take not getting relegated as the first um, aim this season and then see where it takes us. But, but, but maybe in some bizarre way, the overspending, the lack of finances has actually made us in a better position where we have to coach, we have to make do with the players we've got. And we're not... Rotating. I mean, you know, when you think of it, the team that started against Leeds last season and how many of them aren't here anymore, mm. that's only 12 months. You know, so it's about time we, we, we start this, maybe find mid-table, stay there and just consolidate and just keep a settled squad. But Skyen, to me, you know, if he carries on like this, he'll be like Freeman, he'll be like two absolute bargains. Yeah, well, this is the thing. I mean, you can't argue, really, with some of Ollie's signings, can you? I mean, I don't know who's who's uh, picking the players out, whether he's noticed them, whether the scouts have told him. But doesn't matter, Gay Penrose, Les Ferdinand, um, Holloway. I don't care, as long as we get good players. Yeah. Let's give them all proof. Would you have got Luala back? Personally, no, because mm. of his injury record, but I'd like to prove wrong. No, but I... No, you don't. <laughs> you do not like to be proved wrong. Anyway, sorry, Chris. <laughs> Small point of order there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> You're right. He wouldn't have been the first name I would have been looking to bring back, but 
don't know. He's, I mean, he's, he scored once for us last season, didn't he? But his injury record, as you say, was 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 pretty bad. Depends what sort of deal we've got him on, I suppose. Um, the thing is, if you talk to Brighton fans, they absolutely love him. Yeah, he's just not fit enough. Yeah. So who knows? If you get the best out of it, I mean, the thing is, if you always notice, and you'll know this because you're older than me. Chris. Um, <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way. It was your birthday <laughs> yesterday, oh, wasn't stop it? it. Oh. Yeah, stop it. Were we... you 50? He's uh, still in your 50s. <laughs> Do you know that joke gets older every year? Oh, it does get older every year. No, I'm 40 here. I, I'm not, I, I don't care about going no, seriously. I, go, I am 40 here. <laughs> okay. I was born on the 13th of August 1969, the day the troubles broke out in Northern Ireland, as my mother always tells me. Right, going back. Is that true? Really? Yeah, I was born the day the troubles broke out in Northern Ireland, the 13th of August, 1969. Well, My mum's always blamed me. She said she came out and she thought she was in occupied Germany, you know, after the war. Anyway, <laughs> my mum was quite a deep historian, to be fair. Um, or is, not was. What is. did you do for your birthday? Uh, well, I, my mum was in hospital, so I spent it with mum. And then um, went to Richard Sands and hammered them. So they, they gave me some money off so I, I would leave them alone so they could close their shop. What are, you, what are you looking to buy from Richard Sounds? I brought a... Separates. A, a, do you know what I did do Saturday? This is terrible. Mum took ill Saturday. To cut a long story short, thanks everyone from Twitter. Mom, my mum had a bad Saturday, so I was just about to get the train to Sheffield and I had to come back and do that. But, well, I didn't enjoy all that and I did not enjoy missing the day with my fellow Oz fans. I did enjoy taking the piss out of the Chelsea fans oh, on the way yes. home because she's in Chelsea and Westminster, which is yards away from their ground. And honest to God... You talk about faces like a friggin' bulldog chewing a wasp. Honest Ooh. to God. They don't know what defeat is. And it was quite nice that, you know, I was singing the blues on my own, and I don't care. I know we didn't win, but they didn't know that. So half of them knew we exist. But, you know, it was nice. And it just shows you, like, all that hype, all that money, and little Burnley turned up and turned them over. Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, back to us. I think he could be a brilliant sign if he stays fit, and that's going to be the key to it. But... The more points we get, the better we play. You'll suddenly yeah, find... Hang it. on, are we talking about? Luala was so long ago yeah. now. But you oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Luala, the yeah. other thing we're doing as well, if you notice this, and this was with the Warnock's team as well, when we're playing well, players get less injured. You mark my words. When mm. the team's doing well, players will always want to play for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we speak with Clint Hill? Shall we speak to Clint Hill? Shall we speak Why to Clint Hill? Why the hell Hill? not? Only if he's there. Is he there? Yeah, about there. that signal. Hi, Clint. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, lads. Good, good. Um, I hear you're going to be back in hoops for us soon in a, in a, in a very important game. Yeah, I'm ho- I hope so, yeah. I think um, yeah, I kindly got invited to go back on the, on the, I think it's the 2nd of September. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously for the charity game, which is, which is a great honour for me. Um, obviously really excited to, to, to get the, the kit back on and, and get back on Loftus Road, you know. So it should be, um, should be a good game for a very important charity. No, I mean it's it's a it's a uh, cause very close to everyone's hearts at the club. So we had Ian Taylor on a couple of weeks ago, and I mean obviously you can see that uh, right well from the South Africa Road end you can see it's a horrible sight, and um, I hope it's a game that sells out and um, raises a lot of money for those who deserve it. Yes, definitely. I mean it was uh, I mean, like everybody else, mate. Watching it on TV, it was horrendous, and you just. You just hope now that you can you can try and do everything that you can to to try and help these people rebu- rebuild their lives, you know. So any little bit that helps will be um will be a plus for, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as for you, I mean, have you have you found a club yet? I haven't. No, I haven't. Um, I'm still on the lookout. Um, I mean, I was training with with um with Chesterfield last week. Yeah. Uh, when in Gary Gary Caldwell gave me a call and um and said come in and do a little bit of training. 
uh, which was very kind of them. Um, so I went there for a week, enjoyed it. Great setup with uh, with good coaches, good set of lads. Um, and, and they made me an offer actually to, to go for a year. But uh, I got home and, and I was just dumbing and ahhing over it for some reason. And, and I said, well, if I'm dumbing and ahhing, it's not fair on them to to, to accept it. Um, no, so I rung Gary. Yeah, yeah. So I rung Gary um, uh, a couple of days and I said, Gary, I'm if I'm umming and ahhing over this deal, mate, it's not right for you and it's not right for me. I don't want to be a month down the line and say, I don't think this is for me and then leave them in the lurch. Um, so, yeah, so we, we kind of mutually uh, mutually agreed and, and just wished each other all the best for, for the forthcoming season, really. That's interesting, Clint. So so for for those of us who are not footballers in this conversation, which is three out of the four, give us an insight into what, at your stage of your career, a footballer that's achieved as much as you have with as much experience as you have, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were player of the player of the season last year at one of at one of um, the country's biggest yeah. clubs. What is it? Yeah. What is it that you're looking for? What is it that that kind of makes you not Amanar about a deal at this stage of your career? Tell us. You know what? When I actually rung them, I said to them, I said, Gary, you know what? I hate I hate turning anything down because. It, well, when there's nothing guaranteed, I, I, I'm taking a gamble. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm turning a contract down. Um, and I've turned a couple down now. There was a, there was a couple to stay in Scotland uh, at the end of the season. But I think when you played for, uh, for a club, the stature of like Rangers and the facilities and, and the support that they had, um, I, it wouldn't feel right to go anywhere else. Um, so I made the decision to come home um, and just basically see what, what was out and what was about, really. And um, I just... I, don't, I, I was travelling to Chesterfield in the morning and, and it was taking me two and a half hours. And, and that, that was, there was no school. You know what I mean? The school are off. And I was just to the point where I was going, I don't know if, if I can do two and a half, five hours in a car every day and perform as well. You know, so that, that's a big thing for me. I'm, I'm very much, and I need to be in the right frame of mind, body and mentally, to, to get the best out of myself. And I don't think I could have done that for him. So I, I felt it was right to be honest. Where, where, um, where, about where, how I was feeling. Where, where are you based then? Um, I mean, where where would be a local club to you? Say, Liverpool. Well, I'm, I'm in I'm in the north. Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think they could do with somebody who can head a ball. I can't do much else, but I can <laughs> head a ball for them. Um, but no, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm based in Liverpool now. I'm back home. Okay. So that, that that was always the aim is to get the kids back home and um and then I would see what's out and about. So, um. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a strange position. I'm not going to lie to you. It's 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 very frustrating, and it, it's it's a position I've not been in for for over 20 years. So I'm trying to keep myself busy and keep myself fit. Well, I think you'll get a club, and it's a, you know you're one in a million, Clint. You're an organizer. You won us a playoff semi-final and the final. All down to you, big man. Let's give you credit. Um, but... Well, not about that. Well, <laughs> there's, no, another, no. there's another two lads who were there who helped along the way, mate. Well, you, 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 you were <laughs> able to communicate to the bench from what I seen at um, Wigan and uh, Home Man away and at Wembley, superb. But just before we talk about your QPR days, just just obviously you hear from my accent that you know the Celtic Rangers thing. What are them games like to play in? Are they insane as they look? They they are um, they unique. They are unique games. I mean, um, I was privileged to, to go up there at, at such an advanced age and experience uh, the whole the whole culture of the of the clubs, you know. And to live in that environment for a year was an absolute eye opener for me. Um, to deal with all the um, the press um, and that side of things was a 
was an eye-opener for me because if you say one thing that's half uh, wrong, they're on it and there'll be back page headlines um, for, for about a week. Um, so to, to, to go into the whole build-up of the game, it, it goes for probably about 10, 12 days before the actual game starts. The build-up starts in the papers, three or four pages um, in, all the, in all the papers. As soon as you walk into, I don't know, a, a coffee shop or a supermarket, you get people on, you go, listen, we need to win this game. We need to beat them. And it's just constant. It is constant all the way through up into the game. And, and you get to the end of the game and you, and you actually sit down and you go, wow, I'm absolutely knackered. Because <laughs> you're absolutely, you're just worn out because of the whole build-up and the whole expectation. And then you go into the games and it's a like hundred mile an hour and you've got all the pressures that go with that. And you just, you just get to the end of the game and go, you know what? I'm absolutely knackered. I could do with a two-week holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just, just fantastic experiences. I mean, to go to, to Celtic and and you walk out with a blue shirt on, the, the hatred there is, is, is second to none. You know, you're warming up and you're running down the touchline and people, you, you see 80-year-old granddads, grandmas who absolutely hate you coming out with all this language. <laughs> you know, you're oh, like, wow, this, this, this actually means something to people. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time there. I really did. Well, you, you, you made a friend with Celtic fans because you scored. Um, that, that, <laughs> so, talking talking <laughs> of dodgy, dodgy games, can I bring one game up from the past that I'd like to talk about, Clint? What really went on in that Chelsea game with the John Terry episode? That, what you can say, I mean, what really went on there? Did, 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 was was it what? bad blood? I, you know what? I didn't, and I, I, I swear on my kids' lives here, I didn't hear or see anything that right. went on in that game. And with, with, with that whole situation, I did not hear or see anything. Um, and it, it it kind of only really knew when I got in the in the changing room. And I think Anton went to his phone and, and it kind of all hell broke loose. But I never I never seen anything or heard anything. And, you know, we just we concentrating on, on a game so much. And I think, I mean, they had all sorts of players on that pitch. That was the only thing I could concentrate on at that moment in time, to be honest with you. You were too busy walking um, around with Juan Mata oh, in your thinking, pocket. Wow, wow, look at that fella. Look at him. Jeez, he was a decent player. When he, you know, <laughs> look at him running past me. It was all them kind of things you had to think about. But I, I think back and go, I, I didn't actually hear or see anything. So there's, or there's... any derogatory comments or anything. And I said that in my um, in, in the statements uh, to the FA and the police as well, and it was just a, such a weird, weird situation to be honest with you. So there's no aggro in the dressing rooms, really. Now that was quite seen afterwards. It's just obviously what happened on the pitch and the, the aftermath that hit the press. Yeah, it, was just, it just blew up. It absolutely blew up. I mean, I think Anton went to his phone, seen seen what was happening. We went to our phones, and it was all over Twitter and, and everything like that. And and it kind of just went on from there. We we're like, wow, what happened there? Something, something must have been said, or something must have been done. Um, but I mean, I, I can hold my hand on my heart and say I didn't really actually see or hear of anything. But but one thing I will ask you about that game, um, when we scored the goal, what was it was feeling like from the fans for that whole game? Did you feel the, the hatred, the electricity? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's it's, it's, a, it's a derby. It's a London derby. I mean, um, the, them games go back in time where they're very important games for the club. Um, you know, for us to, to get in the Premier League and and score the goal and, and send the fans on happy mate was, was a special feeling, you know. And obviously you're playing against some some great, great players. You know, so you wanna you wanna do your best against them. So so actually get that kind of result was, was magnificent. Yeah, I was drunk for a week, big man, I tell you. Mm. Okay. Clint, <laughs> l- 
let, let me. We've asked you a couple of tough questions so far. I think having Paul, we have having 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 with Paul in uh, before we came on air saying, "Don't worry, we won't ask you anything tricky." I think we've done the opposite. So <laughs> let me. Um, yeah, let me ask you the sort of the the, the footballer Hughes. cliche question. Yeah, before we get oh, to Mark Hughes. Hughes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you a story about that. I'll tell you. So tell you a story about that. Let's, go let's on. Go. Um, so uh, I think it was uh, literally about four or five months ago. We went to. I went to play in a in a testimonial for Andy Wilkinson at Stoke City. All right. Um, and obviously Mark Mark's a manager there. Um, so I said, yeah, yeah, definitely, I'll, I'll come and play for you. No problem playing the game. So we get into the tunnel. Um, and one of the one of the staff members comes up to me and goes, Clint, um, you were supposed to be in Mark Hughes' team uh, to, to play on his team against Andy's team, but he won't have you in this squad. And I've got, oh, you God. are kidding me. Wow. You are kidding me. I've said, wow. So I burst out laughing and I've gone, no problem, mate. No problem at all. So I end up sitting on uh, in, in Andy Wilkinson's um, dugout and he would not even look at me. He would not even no look way. at me. He wouldn't even shake my hand or anything. And he wouldn't even put me in his testimonial team. Oh, so that who was did absolutely you play for, laughing, the other team? Head off. I you... played for Andy's team, yeah. So, so, so Clint, <laughs> why do you think that was? I mean, can you say? Do you know? Was there any recollection? Oh, listen, I don't know. Obviously, he's, he's probably got a bit of animosity towards towards what, what happened at the time him. with QPR. And, and you know what? Listen, he, he made mistakes. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to um, hide behind him, but he made mistakes at that football club and he... And um and definitely in the recruitment wise, he made mistakes, and you know what I mean. He, he should stand up and accept that because I believe he he did make those mistakes and he didn't handle the situation correctly. But um that that's another story. But I just thought I'd touch on that one because it was quite funny to be fair to you. Well, I thought you might enjoy it as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to be to be fair, Clint, right? I'm as David always points out. I'm a very old age pensioner QPR fan. We never liked Mark Hughes. It was never going to work. And um, you don't surprise me, the man's a buffoon. Anyway, carry on with the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I would like to ask you a question about that era then, in which case there was always, there was clearly uh, what what you alluded to, recruitment issues, problems. Basically, him and his agent, I can say, even if Clint can't, him and his agent brought in a whole load of new players on lots of money and it kind of upset the apple cart, to put it mildly. There was a bit of a perception at the time, and I don't mean this in a negative way at all, but there was a perception in the time that, at the time that then there was kind of a dividing line between you know the kind of new imports or whatever you want to call it brought in and the kind of yeah. old guard, more British players, if you like, you, Sean Derry, Jamie Mackey, who who are kind of watching this go on uh, whilst trying to maintain your places in the squad. What was it like at that at that time? No, listen, we, I mean, we, we, we helped the club uh, come up into the Premier League, um, help them survive in, in, in that, that first difficult year to stay in the Premier League. Um, and then to see to see good people go, um, you know, lads who, who cared about the club and, and helped them get to where it was, was tough, was tough to take because, you know, at the end of the day, there was no issue with with, with money or, or anything like that that these lads were getting because, listen, if you can get X amount of money, then there's absolutely no problems with that. But it was the, it was the commitment and the, and, and the desire to, to go out and go play for the club that hurt the lads more than anything. And um, you could just see some games that it didn't hurt them enough and they, they weren't willing to put the effort in on the training ground. Um, and that, that, that was a big thing that, that upset the boys at the time. 
Um, but these, these lads who come in were, 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 were good players. You know what I mean? They, they've won Champions League, they won Premier Leagues, FA Cups, whatever. Um, and you know what I mean they, they should have they should have propelled that club onto another level. Mm. Um, but but for whatever reason, well, I have got my reasons, but I won't, I won't say that just yet. But the, the, the mix and the way it was handled and it, it wasn't right. It wasn't right. And it, 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 I mean, God, I mean, How the, the fans they seen that. They seen that. I mean, the fans seen that. I mean, we, we yeah, can't yeah, hide yeah. that from because they're, they're not stupid fans. You know what I mean? And they could see what was wrong. Um, so they, they, they were the only things. I mean, it wasn't a money issue or anything like that because the lads go, listen, if you if you can get that money, go get it. It's happy days. It's only a short career. Do you know what? But you, you, you expect you expect commitment and, and desire and that professionalism that that got them to that standard to to kick us on and it didn't happen do you know what Clint it was never going to I don't know if you've ever heard this story about Mark Hughes when he got interviewed for the QPR job and they asked him afterwards like you know what, what do you think and he goes well I've interviewed them and their expectations meet mine and you're <laughs> thinking this is never going to work this is not going to work uh, yeah yeah I mean listen, I think well it, it's, it's been well publicised and, and, and people have said yeah mistakes have been made and um, and yeah it, it's, it, it's a shame because I it, it, it put the club back a couple of years. It, it really put the club back a couple of years. You know, it really did. You know what I mean? That, that, you know, I still bloody talk passionately about the place. It, that club should be um, around, it's still in the Premier League. It mm. should have a new training ground. It should, it should, the ground should be renovated. It should have everything because, you know what I mean? Two or three years in the Premier League, it, you, you should be still in there for yeah. me. Definitely. Clint, another easy question coming up. I want <laughs> Who's going to win the next general election? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adele Tarapt. Oh, God damn yeah. it. Yeah. You... Amazing player, man. <laughs> Sorry? Amazing player. Seriously, Amazing I mean... player. But he, I don't player. believe he's played... A, I think he hasn't played a first-team game well, since I, he left us. No, I was just going to ask that, actually, but he started one game in two years, um, five, yeah, five substitute appearances. What, what's it's, your it's, thought it's, verdict on that? It's, it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. He, he should be... For me, he should be easily in, in, in the top 10 in, in, in football. The lad's got everything. The lad has got everything. Talent-wise, ability, skill, the, the vision you can see, the pass you can see, the goals you can score. It's, I mean, I've said it before, he, he should be playing in the, in the top teams in, in world football. He really should. And I mean, I'm not the first one to say it who's played with him. Um, but that year, that year and a half, he, he was unbelievable. Mm. One of the, the best players I've played with. Seriously, and it, it's, it's it's a shame because we used to say to him, Adele, I mean, if you just correct this little bit, you, you can go on and be whatever you want to be, pal. You really can, but for whatever reason, it it, it just hasn't um, it just hasn't sunk in. Must be and very... he's had chances. Yeah, he's, he's had chances. Gone still. I think he, he went to Portugal. I think to mm. so a top team like Benfica. And I, I, is he in, is he in Italy now? I think. Yeah, he went on loan to Genoa from Benfica, having not played a single game yeah. for the Benfica. I mean, first that's, team. That's, that's still. That's still not a bad step, is it, to go and prove yourself? Well, no, and so, he, had, he, he had a decent cameo at AC Milan as well, but for what, I don't think they yeah, could exactly. afford him or something so, at the time. I think they could afford him, but just it's, don't it's think like, it's, it's not like he It's not like he hasn't had the chances uh, to be to be given to go and prove himself, you know what I mean? He's had more than that, but it's such a waste of talent, it really is, because he was an amazing player to play with. Does it frustrate you because, and I'm I'm not in any way being disrespectful to you, Clint, you are a talented footballer, but but what you perhaps, I I hope you don't get offended by me saying you're not in the top 10 in the world, but you more than make up for it in attitude. (laughs) I've had to, 
I've had to. I've had to because, like you say, I'm I'm not the talented player. I, I'm I'm not quick. I can't beat a player. You know, I can't stick it in the top corner. I can't do them things. So, so you have to bring something different to the table. And the the thing that I brought was an attitude and and, and commitment. You know, um, to the cause. And, and listen, I, I've definitely got the best and, and the most I could have out of my out of my natural abilities. I've definitely done that. And um, you know, I'm very proud of that. Um, but on the flip side, it's so frustrating to see somebody like him with the born talent that he has to, to not go and um, to, to go, you know, kick on it and be an unbelievable player at a top league. Um, I'll give you another easy question here, Clint. <laughs> just to I'm car- liking this <laughs> just, just to carry... Uh... Have you got time, by the way? I think we've been on for about three uh, hours already. Uh, <laughs> I'll get my wife in a minute. She'll be phone calling me and thinking... Well, we'll talk to her as well. Yeah, we bring her on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was just saying, I mean... When you, I mean, obviously your contract wasn't renewed for whatever reason under Hasselbank. Were you a bit hurt by that? And and do you see that you might have a, a role back at QPR sometime in the future, albeit coaching or whatever? Um, listen, it was difficult to leave. It was very difficult to leave um, QPR, and uh, I think it could have been handled better, if I'm being honest. Because for for about five five weeks, six weeks before the end of the season, I was going into Les, I was going into Jimmy, saying, listen. Is, is, is something going to happen or not? Can, can we just be honest and, and just say yes or no? Because I felt like I deserved that that respect just so I can I can prepare myself and say bye to people that, that I might not see. Um, and, and that never really came until... When was it? The, the, the Sunday. The Sunday after the final game that, 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 that I got told that I, I wouldn't be getting a contract. And, and that hurt me, to be honest, because I didn't really get by the chance to say goodbye to people that that um, I've built relationships relationships up with at the club, um, so that side could have been handled a little bit better. But um, unfortunately, you, you can't you can't pause time, can you? I mean, the clubs move on, um, teams move on, and um, yeah, it, it was hard to take, but an unbelievable time at that football club, unbelievable time, and I've had great memories there, and, and they'll live with me for a, for a very long time. Well, Clint, that's what leads on to my next question, which is. What is the memory that you take away from QPR from your time there? What, what, what's what, 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 oh, what too many. Do you think so? It's, yeah, there's, there's, seriously, there's too many. There's too many. I mean, uh, there is there's too many. There's promotions, there's, there's rivals, there's relegations, there's playoff finals. I mean, listen, you could read a whole, you could, a whole book. I don't think in those six years there's a boring time. Maybe the, maybe the, no, right. maybe the last year. Maybe the last year. Maybe the last year was boring because we were middle... Kind of middle table where I mean that that wasn't very exciting, but for them five years it's like a roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, we didn't, you, you didn't know what was happening. You were up, you were down, you were safe. It was like wow, it was a revolving door in a dressing room. You didn't know who was going to roll up. It was like wow, wait, this place, this place is unreal. <laughs> but I, I mean, you've been with a few clubs, but it, it strikes me whenever we speak to you that that QPR seems to be the one. I just wonder why that is above all all the, all the other ones. What sort of Draws you to QPR? No, it, it's. I think it's for them. Them reasons I talk about because when you go through those kind of emotions um, somewhere, then you, you just become attached to it. You really do mm-hmm. because you, you, you sample the good times, you sample the bad times, obviously, and it makes you appreciate th- those good times. And, and I think, especially though those first couple of years I was there, we had that, we had a special feeling around the place. I mean that the fans got kind of rejuvenated. I mean they they began to believe and they began to come back, support the club, love the club, 
see what was happening with the place. And you know that 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 kind of fed down to the players. You know what I mean? You, you just bought into it, and it was a place that you really wanted to do well. And um, I think when you when you have those kind of emotions, it, you, there's, there's no other feeling to have. You know what I mean? You just become attached to the place. And um, it was definitely the, the the place that I enjoyed my football the most, definitely in my career. Clint, what's next for you? Hopefully, you'll get a, a, a contract. But but dare I say, you know, the the end is the end is is, is three or four seasons is, away yeah. for you. Let's say, <laughs> what's uh, what's next for you? You make him sound like Jesus. Um, you know what? You know, I I don't I don't know. I'm stubborn, you know. I I, really, I don't want the dream to end. I think that's why I'm still hanging around. I don't know. Um, like I said, I've never. I've never had pace or anything, so I haven't felt the deterioration as much as maybe somebody who who relies on that that burst of pace or speed to to enhance the game. I've never had that in my career, so I've always kind of had to adapt in different ways. Um, I'd, I'd I'd love to play for one more year if I can. Um, I've applied for a few coaching roles just just in case things don't don't happen, um, and then that's my next step for sure. You know that coaching role. I've I've, I've just been on a course at LMA diploma in football management. I've, I've had to do assignments, which I haven't done for years. I've had to get a pen and start writing, get back on my computer, so I'm getting headaches from it all. But <laughs> it's, it's something that, um, that I'm very passionate about and something that I'm desperate to get into and when those boots do get hung up, for sure. Well, I reckon whoever snaps you up um, is, is, is going to get a great player on their hands. And also, not, not just in defence, I, I just looking back at the records, I think Rushy scored five in 180-odd, six in 30 for Rangers. So next season, I reckon you'll be a 20-goal a season, man. <laughs> Stoke are looking for a striker, aren't they? That might be for my kids' team, by the way things are going, I think. (laughs) Brilliant. The thing is, going back to what you said earlier on there about age, I sometimes think in this country we're very, very guilty of judging a player on age rather than ability. It's, it's, It's something that we could learn a lot from the continent where, you know, judging by what they can do in the pitch, not not what what their birth certificate says. No, I agree. I agree. No, definitely, and um. I think that I think that that mentality is going to have to change because I think in the next well, maybe ten yeah ten years I'd say with the new generation coming through these lads have been like um, you know I mean they're into the strength they're into the nutrition um, they've been brought up with all these right attitudes and, and the facilities are high I won't be surprised to see more and more players going to the late thirties early forties I really won't because they grew up with all this. Uh, nutrition and, and strength and condition. I, I won't be surprised if you see more players go through it. To be honest with you. But listen, Clint, they'll never have what you had. Listen, you give QPR fans a license to dream. You, 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 you were that team. The promotion, the playoff final, everything. Beating them scumbags, everything. You give it to us all. <laughs> and um, oh, seriously, thank you, fellow. There will always be a pint in the current scepter for you in Sheffield Bridge. I can assure you of that one, fellow. Thanks for joining our football club. Well, uh, and well, thanks... hopefully, um, yeah. No, get down. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. No, definitely, big oh, man. Definitely, you, mate. Mate, people come to QPR, like you said, they walk in that door, they don't make a difference. You made a difference, big man, and thank you so much for what you've done for no, us. My, listen, listen, they, 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 they fulfilled my dream as well, mate. You know what I mean? It was a special club for me, and they, they fulfilled a big part of my career, so I'll always be grateful for that. And um, Yeah, we'll definitely have those pints in a couple of weeks, yeah? Good man. Good man. Take care, they're mate. On, they're on, David. Good man. Thanks, <laughs> See you later. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers have a good evening, yeah? You too, yeah, mate. Take, Take care. Bye-bye. 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 I'm welling up here. Someone asked me today what what's what's your favourite ever interview and um 
uh, I think Sean Derry was fun and there was mm. a couple of others and then someone else asked me what was the worst interview and I sort of skated over the one where John Byrne forgot that he ever played for QPR but upset you a lot, Finney. Um, but the, <laughs> what, did I play for QPR? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did play for QPR once upon a time. That was a great interview and I'm doing making an early call for our live podcast guest this year. Got to be. Oh, yeah. Got to be. What a, what a live you know what podcast I like about that him would as well? be. Like, he, he doesn't, there's no, he's not a robotic answerer. Mm-mm. You know, and the Mark Hughes thing, he didn't have to say that. Ah, it doesn't surprise me. And, but the same time as he's just like, I just laughed. You know, <laughs> other people would have got offended, would have got upset. He's like, nah, do you know what? I just laughed. Yeah, who'd win a fight between Mark Hughes and Clint Hill? Oh, I wonder. Clint Hill. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got... He, he'll carry on when Mako left off. Way over, way over, but Again? it was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So, we are going to go very quickly. We very, saw footballers like Clint We've actually got a, very, a second interview. Don't get excited. I mean, it's interesting, but it's not the same level. Uh, we're playing Norwich on Wednesday night, so mm. we are catching up, getting a quick preview uh, from a fan called Andy Lorne, who's co-founder of Along Come Norwich. Hi, is that Andy? Hello, yeah, hello. Hi, mate. I'm, I'm glad you said that, because Ted, or Bex Hoop, as he's known on Twitter, told me your name was Alan, so I did wonder if I was going to be put through to mid-morning matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that, is the Alan Partridge link something Norwich fans are proud of, or does it, does it grate a bit? No, I think it's something that we're proud of. Norwich doesn't get a lot of exposure on the nas- on national television so I think it's something that we we sort of know how to take the mick out of ourselves and, and it's something that we're looking to do some more of in the future we're actually getting a Alan Partridge flag made for the Barclay Oh brilliant well I'm, I must admit I'd, I'd definitely take that if he was a QPR fan I think so um, so yeah so we're playing you on Wednesday um, uh, I must admit I think we're probably both surprised by our start to the season us because we've started so well and you because maybe not as good as you hoped yeah I think that's very fair so from your point of view I think I was one of many people who thought you'd struggle this season and two really good results you've picked up from what was an incredibly hard first run of six games I think you've got and kind of the opposite from us we did really well at Fulham got a really creditable draw but then lost 3-1 to Sunderland in a game we're all kind of expecting to win really on Sunday yeah well I mean I, I was definitely expecting you to win because I mean the shambles they were in last season and losing Defoe as well but um, yeah well as we've shown some of the it does throw up some strange results and obviously in the Premier League Chelsea losing at home to Burnley wasn't on anyone's uh, pools panel but um, so uh, yeah going into this game um, are you confident this time or has the, has the Sunderland result made you a bit wary? I think everyone is still fairly confident at the moment we accept that the new sort of system that we're playing the new players the new coaching setup is going to take a little bit of time to bed in mm-hmm. but I think pre-season was really positive as I say the result at Fulham was really positive and Sunday was a little bit like one of those games where nothing really fell for us and we could have easily got a result out of it it just was one of those games where it didn't really happen yeah waiting for it to click by the sounds of it is what you're saying Andy so obviously we don't want it to click on Wednesday night (laughs) but if it does where is the clicking likely to come from so yeah I think waiting for it to click is a perfect description of what is the situation at the moment. We've got a midfield or attacking midfield three. On Sunday, it was Madison, Naismith and Marley Watkins. 
Uh, it's likely to be Wes Houlihan, I think, on Wednesday. When when those three or those four click and it goes right, we will play some scintillating football. It's just when it doesn't go right, we didn't appear to really have a plan B. Well, I echo what David says. I, I, uh, I hope for your sake it does click, but maybe maybe in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone, obviously, I'm sure you don't study our team uh, st- as studiously as many of us do, but anyone from us who you're right. worried about? I think both Jamie Mackey and Connor Washington are kind of recognised performers at this level and they've both started the season really well. Um, speaking to a QPR fan this week, they were raving about Luke Freeman as well, who I'm guessing is the guy from Stevenage, who he said was your big threat. Uh, we signed him from Bristol, Bristol City. Bristol City. Uh, OK. okay. Yeah. But yeah, he said that he was your big, like all your attacks come through Luke Freeman, so... Yeah, need to shut him down. And we've got Scowcroft as well from Barnsley, who's uh, who, who's done, who's started really well this season. Um, but our, our record against you—I was looking it up earlier. We've beaten you once since two thousand and eight. Um, I mean, that's only ten games, but even so, so um, the odds aren't stacked in our favour particularly. No, but we do have a thing um, at Norwich where we're particularly good at ending runs. Yeah. So Sunderland hadn't won a game in August for seven years, and they came here and won. So. Past form isn't really indicative when it comes to Norwich, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I hope the omens here don't ring true because uh, David's sat in front of a yellow mic and all the chairs here are yellow as well. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope that doesn't come back to bite us. But, um, yeah, David, you... Uh, yeah, no, Andy, thank you very much um, for joining us. The worst of luck to you <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> And I'm sure you feel the same for us. And uh, for those of you listening, Andy is the co-founder of Along Came Norwich. Did I get that right? Along Come Norwich, but yeah, close enough. Along Come Norwich. Andy, thanks very much. Thanks ever so much. All right, cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, I know we sort of jumped around very quickly because we did that great interview with Clint Hill. We did the Norwich preview, but we still need to move on. So, Paul, give me a combination of thoughts on Clint Hill and Norwich on Wednesday. Do you know what? I've never had a thought in my life, David, but thanks for that um, build-up. I think Norwich is going to be really tricky. They're, they're, they're reasonably doing well, I suppose. I mean, until Sunderland smashed them, which is, you know, when you kind of think, please don't get hammered at home before you play us. And they did. So, <laughs> you know, that's the last time we did that. I, I think that if we can carry this run on, another point from this, three against Hull on Saturday, do you know what? I'd be more than happy with it, where the season's going, which was, and not Brentford out of the cup. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget yeah, well, that cup draw. That was a fiasco, wasn't it? That was Home or away? Yeah, they're definitely away. No, whatever happened? Just picking balls. Oh out. god, no! Absolutely. Talk about overcomplicating things. Well, no, Same no, with no. these penalty shootouts as well. I'm totally confused about that. You know the new penalty shootout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, one yeah, team yeah. takes one, then the other take two, then the yeah, other. Why take have they done that? Because I, I know this. Mm. This surprised you because yeah. I was listening to this in the radio the other day, and they were warned about it. Um, it's to do with they did stats and there's the most pressure is on the second penalty taker and they think it's unfair so they're doing the second penalty and the third penalty right sort of thing so it puts on that side to have less pressure than the side that went first okay yeah. bloody stupid is what, what you're thinking <laughs> and you're bloody right it's like everything in football soon they're going to get rid of goalposts and they're going to put something on the moon and you've got to try and land it there <laughs> because what was River with the game it needs all these changes it's perfect it's brilliant it's wonderful it's beautiful they keep making changes and absolutely mullering it you know I stumbled on a GAA game the other day on Sky 
Oh dear. That's what it's called, isn't it? That's what it's Don't called. Don't look at me, I'm the wrong religion. It was a yeah, Gaelic football game. I really enjoyed it. I know it. you meant oh, I, like, yeah, I, like I, I really enjoyed yeah. it. I mean I didn't understand the mistake. This is really awkward for me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but I've never that, that, that's the weird thing about being in Northern Ireland people talk about weird things, especially the way the world is now about hatred. We never seen a GIA game until I came over here. How bizarre is that? Live in the country, don't see. Wouldn't move to London, you see a GA game. Anyway, carry on. Uh, Ours end. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say one thing. We didn't mention Northampton. Yeah, we actually, we've actually won a cup game, which I don't think anyone was expecting. I'm played well. Yeah. I'm yeah. played yeah, really yeah. well as well. And that Ilias chair, I mean, I know it's a... <laughs> A lot of people He's make got him, legs on him. Yeah, a lot of people make. Him, I don't. I mean, I wonder if that was part of the feng shui thing where you move your chair on the. I've done. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's been saying, look, just hopefully the fella can come down and add to the deck that we've already got at QPR and carry on work. No, He's but he worth looks the very. He table. looks very promising. He's I'm never going to stop doing chair no, gags. No, it's not. I mean, there's somebody else. Somebody else. <laughs> So far, so good, etc., etc. To be yes. fair, what, so far, so what, good, <laughs> yes. But yes. what I'm noticing... I, I seat what you did there. <laughs> yeah. No, that I doesn't I do the good thing about the, the youngsters coming in as well. I've noticed this even in Northampton game. Everyone's G and everyone else on. Everyone's given experience of talking to each other a lot more this season. There seems to be a lot more communication. I've been very critical of that in the past, but we haven't um, stuck up for each other. And I think it's something that we're doing definitely this season more. And Mackie looks like a new player, to be honest with you. Yeah. And um, I don't care how long it lasts. At least he, he's got people talking positively about him rather than negatively about him. And he's proved that he, he deserved that, as it stands, that contract. Oz end. We're not getting kind of away, are we? I'll, I'll start. First of all, that, that interview with Clint Hill was awesome. Mm. I, I really enjoyed that. That's but that wasn't my Oz end. No. Um, I went to the Athletics the other night. So did I. I went to the Athletics and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because I, I enjoy Athletics. How, are you enjoying, by the way, putting my pencil, or biting chunks out of my I pencil and putting sorry, it in your it, mouth? I wasn't biting, uh, I, just, uh, I just had uh, it close uh, to my uh, mouth. Anyway, um, I really that enjoyed it. Scene. I really enjoyed it, but I did think, did you think this, Chris? I thought, what an awful stadium for football. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, oh. did, I said that, yeah, same thing to my daughter. It's great for athletics. Because you perfect, need a big stadium. Because that's what it was built but for. if you're West Ham, like Upton Park was charming in its way, I yeah. suppose. You were on top of it. There was kind of that sense of club and community. Getting chased there, down the road. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's, not, it's not near anything. Well, it's and right it's near where I work. So, so vast. It's, handy, it's yeah. so vast. And it's way too big. And I thought, be careful what you wish for with a stadium. Because that other, is awful for And football. the other thing is, is um, basically because of the athletics and because they're only leasing the stadium, their first three games are away this season. So they've already got spanked by Man United. I think they've got Southampton and somebody else. Mm. They could find themselves you know, adrift yeah, before they even play the first home You game. say leasing... They've got a better deal than most Australians no. in Earl's Court, I can tell you. No. That, that yeah. deal they've got. And, and a good swerve for Spurs, that one. Yeah. I think they did well oh, to avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, though. Right, quickly, can I just ask you two questions? But one question to both of you. This is your R's end, though. Oh. Just do it all together. All right, my R's end is that Clint Hill interview was terrific. Marvellous and probably it's good how we're congratulating ourselves. It's Didn't we do well? Didn't, just, weren't we really, really good <laughs> at interviewing just, him? He's just text me and said, Was that okay? I mean, what a, what very a legend, okay, yeah. pal. What, what a legend that We man need is. to take a picture of that text message and tweet it. That's we will do that. Number, it? Uh, weren't we amazing at interviewing Clint Hill? Yes, we were. No, anyway, no, and um, my RZ is uh, no, I was going to ask you a question before I was going to do the RZ, which is basically everyone's talking about the transfer policy. Do you think? It's actually helped us not being able to buy too many players. Yeah. Okay. Dave? I think in a in a, in a way. I um, 
Coaching. We're in the era of coaching. I believe that, not just with us, but in football generally. You have to coach. You have to improve what you've got. By necessity, we've had to do it, and I think hopefully we're on the right track. But having said that, Scoan, not Scowcroft, Scoan. Yeah. It looks like a very very decent signing. Yes. and also we've got Alex Baptiste, haven't we? He, 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 he's a good player. Yeah, I think he'll be. I think he'll be steady. Coker looked really good against um, Northampton as well. Oh. Yeah, well, he should, should, I mean, he's you know, I mean, he's going to be a bit ring rusty, but yeah, um, it looks like we're probably going to hang on to him as well. Right, my my eyes. What what are you hitting? We're me? trying to like not scare off Neil, our new engineer. He didn't re- no one told him hang he's on, not going to get on. home till eleven o'clock. Hey, hey, David, you know he's Irish. <laughs> don't give don't give too many clues away. Yeah. So this is nothing. This is, this is like asking directions and where he comes we from. We told him we'd be done by eight o'clock, and you it's twenty to eleven all right, already. All right. <laughs> Listen, my last my last bit of ours Ed, is thank you to everyone for your messages of support for my mum on Twitter. It means a lot, and I know I've, I'm always tweeting about my mum being ill, but she can't help it. She, she she gets ill a lot, and thank you everyone. It makes a difference in other people care, and um, I'd like to thank you all for that. And um, Norwich, we're going to win 1-0 and we're going to beat Hull. I reckon we're going to spank the arse of Hull on Saturday. I've got a feeling we're going to absolutely <sighs> mull them. Yeah, we're playing them Saturday. Yeah. I think we... I watched joint, the, joint they're not the that good. Yeah. They're not that good. We, we can do this. Come on. Well, believe. Hey, believe. So. believe. I hate so. it when you say we're going to like cruise a game because then we never do. Yeah. Um, Chris. Well, okay. That'll teach me to be positive. I've got a couple um, very quick ones. Um, first of all... We are going to come. We are going to lose at some point. We are going to have a rick at some point. Um, and I just hope Ollie stick, stays true to what he's done so far and doesn't panic and start chopping and changing With again. With the exception of picking Smith. Well, you mean? I don't. I've got nothing against Smith, and he did a perfectly good job for us when he came in last season. I just think he's I think a better. Give the podcast. I, I just think he's a better player to come off the bench. Okay. Um, and because like last year, as you remember, I mean, when we lost at Barnsley, that started Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank swapping things around, doing this, that and the other. And I, I don't think it helped. Uh, and the second one was, I mean, I know the chief made a bit of a rick, uh, ricket on um, uh, Saturday, which led to the goal. Mm. Um, but I've seen a few people on social media getting on his back and saying, he shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't be here. We should get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. I just hope he's not going to become the new scapegoat for the season because Ridiculous, he doesn't he's deserve well. it. He's a fantastic player and uh, he's, he's a good leader. So, yeah, that's it. Oh, buddy. by the way, sorry about this. <laughs> Here we go. I forgot. Our long-time pal, quiz pub quiz helper and fellow drinker after podcast, Cindy had an operation. Cindy Grohl had an operation this week. So get well soon, Cindy. And you, you get don't well forget. soon, yeah, Cindy. Yeah, get well, yeah, Cindy. The podcast needs you for the pub quiz. Absolutely. Finally. Finally. Which we came blasted last week, by the way. <laughs> Finally, the longest podcast is coming since the last one is coming to an end. Uh, predictions Can't for Norwich and Hull. I've just done mine. Yeah. Okay. Norwich. Oh, I'll, I'll be very happy with the point. Like I said, we've won, we've we won in ten. We won there. Good sum by you before you, by the way. Um, and the second. That was before they went crap. Yeah. Uh, and the second one, Hull. Yeah, I I I think we can sneak that two one. We will send him to Hull and back. I'll go three points from the two games. Anything else? It's all building up nicely for Fulham game, eh? Okay, this has been QPR Podcast. I'm definitely not taking my pencil back off you, Chris. You can keep that one because it's been in your mouth for the last half an hour. Um, We're back next week. Chris and I are not. We're both on holiday, not together. But But in the same place. In the same place. (laughs) Does that mean I've got to put a podcast together? That means you've got to put a podcast together. You're hosting. So we'll see everybody. Just tune in three weeks' time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> UPR. UPR. We